0: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30, Chad.
1: Well, great story filed by Kendra Lagowski on the legend, Gord Steik. He just finished his last newscast over at Global. Got to wish Gord all the best in his retirement or whatever comes next. Tough night for the Blue Jays, bottom of the sixth. They are trailing the Cubs 6-2. Got to try to rally there. We have the Elks and the Stampeders coming up on uh, Labor Day Monday. A lot of football going on, junior football's Underway, uh, I told you a couple days ago, a tough start to the, the Prairie Football Conference season. We got the uh, Edmonton Huskies at one and two, Wildcats at zero oh and three. We'll see if uh, they can fight for the for a playoff spot there in the PFC. Uh, U of A getting going. Well, they had a preseason game already. Regular season on the weekend. We should have a Golden Bear player on the show likely tomorrow, so I look forward to that. And a really intriguing matchup in uh, high school football on Friday Talk about starting the season with a bang because it's going to be the two top teams that played in the uh, in in, uh, in provincials last year. Harry Ainley is going to be taking on the Saint Francis Browns from Calgary. Uh, it's going to be this Friday, four thirty at Foot Field. Now they played for the championship at Commonwealth Stadium last November, and Harry Ainley actually came away with a pretty lopsided win, taking that one twenty-eight-two. To discuss that further. And to also get some Labor Day memories, because he played in a few over the course of his CFL career. He's now the offensive coordinator at Harry Ainley. It is Brock Ralph checking in. Brock, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Good Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's always nice to have you on the show. It's like talk about starting the season with a high impact game here. Tell us how this came about, the, the provincial final rematch to get it kicked off.
0: Yeah, it is an exciting game, and uh, we've already actually had a tough one uh, under our belt last weekend. We played Raymond, my hometown, and came out of there with a win. This is the second uh, non conference game that we'll have before we settle into our Edmonton schedule. And um, yeah, this game shaped up early last spring when uh, Coach Greenside contacted uh, the Browns down there in St. Francis. Calgary and uh, yeah, I mean what it, uh, I think what it you know, was desired from us was a tough game and with the best competition to to challenge our guys and um, yeah, give them an opportunity to play, you know, one of the better opponents in the province.
1: Okay. All right. I didn't realize you guys already had a game under your belt. So you went to your old town of uh, hometown Mm -hmm. of Raymond and they're usually a powerhouse. What's it like for you being on the sidelines coaching against your old high school?
0: Well, it's always been weird, but this year was (laughs) even stranger because my cousin's the head coach, Connor Ralph, who's a former golden bear, middle linebacker, and my brother Brett's on the staff a uh, former stampeder. Uh He's the offensive coordinator. And then I had two nephews, a quarterback and a receiver. So, yeah, I mean, I'd coached against them before and I've never all the way liked it. But this year was especially weird and kind of pulled at uh, different emotions being out there, trying to beat them, I guess, ultimately. <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, yeah,
1: I mean, we—I I would think at this point most people know that the story of Raymond High School and and how successful it has been in athletics, and you and your family, as you mentioned, are uh, are a big part of that. Like, did you did you get a warm welcome, or was it like, no, 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 you're wearing the
0: wrong jersey, you got the wrong <laughs> colors on, buddy? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of both. I think most of the people give me a hard time or teasing me about uh, wearing the wrong colors, but. I've always felt supported, and it was good to go back home. And like I said, it is different and in ways bittersweet lining up against them. But they are one of the better programs in the in the province, and, uh, you know, I think they're as good as they've been in recent years. Um, so they wanted to play us, and we're looking for a challenge. And like I said, our goal with our two non-conference game was just to find the best in the South. We thought that might be Raymond. And uh, like you said, we've seen St. Francis in four straight provincial championship games. So they've represented themselves as the best team in Calgary.
1: All right. So remind me uh, how this Brian Fryer division works. Is this because uh, i think it's relatively new but I, you're going to be the expert here is it is this like a tier even above tier one is this sort of a playoff at the end of the year that is is set aside for teams that are traditional powers or how how do you describe this
0: well what they've done is they split um, i guess by split is uh they require a declaration for you to um now um decide I think it's end of September whether you'll compete for kind of the tier one Brian Fryer which is uh, I guess the highest level um, uh, or to play for another tier one championship that would be schools of a certain size that um, want to play at another level so yeah, now it is different because it used to be kind of regional playoffs and, you know, Edmonton would play Edmonton and then that would, you know, branch off to the north against the winner of the south. And you know, the way it works now is that uh, teams are ranked um, and that's why these games are really big for us because we won't see anybody until the playoffs outside of the Edmonton area. Okay. So you're ranked right. and then so now you could play any team from any region uh, depending on where you finish up one through eight in the brian fryer okay so you but you got to declare that at the end of september so
1: coaches have a, a couple games to see like hey how exactly. good are we actually okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i got you but but you're still going to play your normal edmonton schedule in september and october won't you that's right yeah okay nothing's right, nice. changed for us you know okay perfect uh we got Brock Ralph on the line Harry Ailey Titans offensive coordinator talking about uh playing against his old school and is it true you only as a player you only won one you only lost one game in in Raymond as a football player I don't know I I hate to be like hey high school glory days but I I, I (laughs) want to get that memory you only you
0: only lost one game playing football in Raymond yeah that is the case I was lucky to win two provincial championships and uh, didn't get the grade 10 championship. We lost in the semis, so it has some success and surrounded by a lot of good players and and good coaches. And that was kind of, you know, the first little wave of success in Raymond was that crop of guys. And, I mean, I think there was, off of that team, six or seven guys that went on to play for the Golden Bears. And there's always been a, kind of an interesting little connection between and, uh, you know, feeding that program. So, you know, guys by the name of Daryl Salmon and, uh, you know, I had a brother, Dustin Ralph, that, uh, yeah, that I played with and we were all kind of a year or two apart. And, yeah, we had success and were able to win two provincial championships when I was a player, which I like okay, so who's for a long so time who, <laughs>
1: who's the... the, the, who's the... Um, patriarch or matriarch, like the the mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle or aunt that sort of really start. Because like all you guys are outstanding athletes, and I assume probably the women as well. Um, like who
0: does this trace back to? You know what I mean? Well, a sports family that uh, goes back generations. But for me and my brothers, it was definitely my dad. He was a coach and, uh, yeah, coach varsity basketball for a couple decades, 25 years. You know, helped with baseball when it was baseball and basketball, football, and uh, we kind of went sport to sport. But when we were growing up, we were on the road trips, riding the bus and going to practices and tournaments. You know, like I said, whatever sport it was, mostly basketball. But my dad was the guy that was... I guess, throwing us routes and one-on-ones in the backyard or hitting us ground balls um, and, you know, kind of tapped into all of our love for the game and competing.
1: All right. Okay, so I got to get some other memories. You played uh, in Edmonton. You played for the Tiger Cats. You played for the Blue Bombers. All those teams play Labor Day games. They like, you know the, the Winnipeg game is on the Sunday, but the Labor Day weekend. Um, is, is there like a, a Labor Day memory or game that still stands out to you? I mean, incredible rivalries. You were a pretty important player on all the teams you played on. Uh, what do you, do you have a prime Labor Day memory you can share?
0: Yeah, I have several. I mean, I have played in all the matchups that like you said, Hamilton, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and uh, the Edmonton, Calgary. Um, yeah depending on which memory I want (laughs) whether it's coming out on the the right end or the wrong end um, there's a lot that stick out and I mean they're all special games um, at various locations but you know just kind of being back home last weekend and talking to my parents talking to Brett you know the one that we kind of went back on was was playing against Calgary and doing it down there and You know, the one game, Brett scored a touchdown for the Stamps, and we came out with a win. And, yeah, my dad was talking about remembering an interview I gave then where I was excited about the result to see him get in the end zone and how that felt good in a weird way, you know, when you're trying to go down there and beat the Stamps Labor Day. But the biggest thing was ultimately for the Eskimos to come out with the win. So that one I remember well because it was you know, me on offense and then him on offense and the family there, it's, you know, different jerseys or half and half. And I guess just, just cheering on the offenses.
1: Right on. Okay. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Friday, I, I'm going to plug the game again. Now, it's, it, it overlaps inside sports a little bit. So hopefully people bring their radios to the game, uh, for this Friday, 4:30, yeah. <laughs> foot field, Harry Ainley against St. Francis, uh, <laughs> Like a huge matchup. So if people want to go check out some great high school football to get their Labor Day weekend started, I suggest they go uh, watch this game for sure. Hey, Brock, it's always fun to have you on the show. I, I know we've connected a few times over the uh, over the years. I always enjoy your perspective, and it's uh, you know awesome that you're coaching here in uh, in Edmonton, and and you know Tyler's done a great job with the program as well. So we really appreciate it, man. And all the best this season.
0: Thanks a lot. Appreciate the plug and the support. And uh, yeah, if you're trying to watch. In my opinion, as good a high school football as there is around and uh come out for a warm afternoon. It's homecoming. We expect, you know, upwards of three thousand fans at Foot Field. and second day of school, it's gonna be a white out. So if you're listening out there and you're Harry and the alum and you haven't been to a game for a while, or maybe you have, come out and do food trucks and music and games and we're trying to make it a big big deal for these kids, so hopefully it's a fun night and we come out with the win
1: yeah sounds like it's going to be awesome thanks brock thanks a lot reed Brock Ralph offensive coordinator for the uh, Harry Ainley Titans. So that is 430 Friday. They take on the St. Francis Brown's rematch of last year's Brian Fry, uh, Brian Fryer division one tier final that Harry Ainley won 28-2. All right. That's pretty cool. That's going to be a, a good game. Good one to keep an eye on. And that's really fun to have Brock on the show. Okay. Uh, you'll hear a little bit from Dylan Holloway coming up skating today downtown as uh, some of the Oilers start the informal skates for the upcoming season. Leon Dreisaitl, the biggest name on the ice there. We going to name the animal as well and uh, you'll hear a couple of key mo- comments from my interview earlier tonight with chris jones
0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers.
1: Okay, uh, Blue Jays narrowed the gap in the bottom of the sixth. It's now the top of the seventh. Cubs leading the Jays 6-5. We'll keep an eye on that one. 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. Kellen, what do you have? I got a
2: couple of quick ones for you here. Norm in a combine. Hello, Norm in a combine. I trust the combine is doing well. Uh, he says, "Good interview, read." Uh, my son plays for the Saint Albert High School nose tackle. Loves it. Norm in a combine. Actually, combining wheat tonight. He says.
1: That's a, yes. Uh, Norm in a combine. Not as we've learned. Not is not always in a combine when he writes into the show. But sometimes he is. So his moniker mm-hmm. is Norman a Combine. Not he's not always in the combine, but uh, tonight I guess he is. So that's pretty cool. He is in the combine. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, Norm's. Uh, Norm's a good guy. We've been talking to him for several years. Always has something interesting to say. Yes, absolutely. Or funny, which is also important. To me. Yeah, indeed.
2: Um, and uh, this one kind of cut off halfway. So uh, this is an anonymous text, and I do invite this person to text back in, but it just texted the the letter W to us <laughs> what? what is are you, w where are you is serious w? yes oh i have a giant w on my screen right now
1: maybe they were uh i don't know maybe they were texting one letter at a time and we got to piece it together i'm not sure maybe is it's it a, a prediction
2: code. for monday
1: i don't maybe know. that yes that maybe that's their prediction for monday that the elks get the w Who, that's what right. time did they does it say what time it came in 6 53 what were we talking about then? Uh, I I can't just even figure out what we were talking about Jed five minutes clip. ago. So <laughs> that was just before we replayed the uh, the Jed clip. I don't know. Yes,
2: I think so. So I don't know.
1: Well, we we invite that person to finish that. Me- or sometimes we get a message sent for a different number. Sometimes oh, that's happened know. a few times too. Yeah, there's uh, or maybe <laughs> we there's we a get there's cross cross message in over these, here. Maybe it's a maybe they signed an earlier message. W is that possible? I'm not sure. I feel like I want to get to the bottom of this now, Mm -hmm. but I'll I'll move on from that. Yeah, the mysterious W has texted in. The 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 mysterious W. We got the so suspicious it's delicious, and we got the mysterious W couple of the themes on the uh show tonight did, did you go to any of these ice cream places we had recommended kellen uh not as of the, yet
2: but i'm com- uh, i have probably the same list that you have of all the, uh, the places we've compiled and that stuff and everything so my september the, is going to be awesome we, we got
1: the <laughs> unnamed place in entwistle i don't know if we ever got to the bottom of that uh kind ice cream made by marcus jackson spruce grove the foothills creamery the pink shack 124th Street, 107th Avenue, mm-hmm. Roadhammer corrected himself because Monday he said it was the pink house. It's actually the pink shack. And uh, somebody said that there's good ice cream at the SIBA Beach mini golf course. Yes. I also went to Drizzle off White Ave and to the Scoop and Roll, which is an an Edmonton, one founded in Edmonton. Uh, so that's uh, pretty lots of ice cream options, and we need it when it's this hot. But there's uh, there's a quick list for you. Now there's going to be lineups. I mean, made by Marcus is in the alley. The the lineup goes all the it's way. It's always lined up out there, yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh I was I went to drizzle during the fringe that they had a huge lineup there as well. It was pretty hot. But it, anyway, we were talking about ice cream earlier and I think it's relevant given the uh the temperature. I I don't know what that place in Entwistle's called though. And if you don't know the Entwistle ice cream <laughs> shop, I don't know. I don't, but eventually we're going to do a show from Evansburg or maybe the Pembina Provincial Park between or we could do the river we have- float <laughs> we could do the show while doing the river float oh that'd be we cool could, maybe yeah get some sort of platform and do the show on there
2: yeah we can do that on the, on a the mobile on the uh, river float. Or I, I'm thinking about, you know, there's the, the big Highway 2 bridge and then there's the old Highway 2 bridge that's down
1: in the gully somewhere. They're
2: going to set you up right in the middle well, of that. Oh,
1: the, yeah, the Highway 16 bridge. Yeah, so there's the one. Oh, there we go, yeah. There, yeah, and the old bridge, I think it's been widened now. I mean, it's been years since I've been there. But it was a one-lane bridge down in the river valley for the uh, the Pemata River between Evansburg and Entwistle and that's close to the entrance to the provincial park and it was mm-hmm. a one lane bridge so you kind of had to approach slowly make sure no one was coming and then go and then if you pulled up and someone was on the bridge you had to wait for the traffic to come through i i, I want to say they wind it though uh, oh they have maybe, yeah can't, they can't, have. can't confirm okay. yeah I, I think but uh, again so long since i've been down there but maybe that uh, again we have so many ideas Kellen. there's another we'll do a sh- uh, we'll do a show like on a barge Yes. <laughs> Floating down the Pemina River. There's another one that we got to work towards. How do you say hello to your customers when they're everywhere? Think Core's Creative Services. We can help reach your entire audience, internal and external, like no one else, no matter where they are.
0: Find out how. CoorsCreative.ca